Hello. Welcome back to another episode of Put Your Motherfucking Heels On. And today, guys, it's just me today. Bree and I are going to do two separate solo fucking episodes. And I'm going to be updating you guys on my life. And I think this is an episode that some people will be very interested in hearing because this is the episode where I dig into what happened and what's it like starting fucking over after you get out of a relationship that's way too serious. Okay, here. Let's just take everyone back to last October. Last October, I came back out to California. My mom was extremely sick. And mom, if you're listening to this, I know we're all better now and everything's great. But that's the biggest reason why I went, came back to California. Two weeks after coming here, I met my ex-boyfriend. And we hit it off and kind of just jumped into things way too soon. I don't really want to come on this podcast and talk really much about my ex-relationship and what happened in the past, etc., etc. But what I want to talk about is what I have fucking learned. Anyone under the age of 25, if you're getting married, dude... Press the fucking brakes, please. Like, let's just take a minute, ground ourselves. What the fuck are you doing? Stop it right now. No way. That's kind of where I'm at today at this moment. After just reflecting on the past few months of my extremely, extremely, extremely serious relationship. But at the end of the day, we all learn from everything we've done. Now, after the intro, we're going to talk about what's it like starting over? When do you know you're ready? And the little games and the little fucking toxic little things that you play in this period of your life. Three months after my relationship, let's get this shit started. over what the fuck do you do you get out of fucking relationship right and you're like holy shit what the fuck am i doing every single thing in my life is connected to this fucking person for the past however many years or months or however long you dated them right so you're like okay what the fuck what i did this is to be transparent was i wallowed in it for like around three to four days, which I think is pretty short for <laughs> the usual medium average of the group. So what I really suggest people do when you first get out of a relationship, no matter who broke up with who, I just would suggest you not to reach out. 
I think in order for two people to understand that the breakup happened, they need to stop talking. And this is a pretty controversial one, I think, because everyone talks to their significant other after they break up. Like, no matter how long they drag it on for, there's still that fucking communication, right? I just don't think that communication does the relationship any good. And I think in order to fully accept the breakup, no matter if you want to get them back or not, to get someone back and to accept the breakup, you do the same thing. So why not target yourself towards accepting the fucking breakup? You have to realize that they are not your boyfriend anymore. They are not your significant other anymore. You move on in a way where you don't wallow. You have to do the things you have to do. But at the end of the day, it is very nice to express your emotions. Because there's also a difference between suppressing what you feel and act like you're completely fine and actually dealing with your emotions. I suggest everyone do what they have to do every day. Don't forget your obligation. And I know when you love someone so much and you like someone so much, it feels like your whole body hurts, your heart breaks, and you don't want to move. But like, you're going to have to move, dude, because the, the, the world is still going on. So everyone needs to write out a list of obligations every morning when they first encounter a breakup because those are the things that you will neglect doing when you're hurt. Do it. When you finish doing that, then go home and be sad. Yeah. So number two, social fucking media. When you first break up, I just want you to remember what I say right now. If you take away anything I said on this episode, let it be this. Stop reacting to anything. Stop letting your emotions make you react to something. And also, you're going to regret it in the morning. Or you're going to regret it two weeks later or a month later. Because anything that you do that you react to is not something that you're using your conscious mind in doing. You're not reacting to anything. So social media, try to stay off of that. I wouldn't stay off of it for too long, but I also wouldn't do drastic measures like block the person. You can literally just mute them and just stop going on it. You need to focus on getting your life back together to make it your own again. Because in a relationship, you always blend into the other person because you compromise. That's what a relationship is. Now it's about you. You're, you're by yourself. You need to do what's best for you. And that's a concept that's so hard for me to grasp because you're still thinking about the other person because that's what you're used to. But at the end of the day, you have to realize that, hey, we broke up. That's it. I need to do stuff for me. So from now on, I'm not going to react to anything that they do. If they post things on social media, if they block you, if they talk shit on you, if they do anything that's whatever, as long as it's not harming you in a physical or a really, really bad mental way, stop 
talking to them, unless they won't leave you alone, just don't react to anything. Because what is that going to do? Really ask yourself this, guys. Reacting to it, like if they blocked you, what are you going to say? Why the fuck did you block me? Bro, what? What do you think the answer is going to be? I blocked you because I love you? Like, no, the man's is not going to respond. The girl's is not going to respond. They blocked you for a reason. Like, don't even react. And if somebody's talking shit on you, what are you going to say? Why are you talking shit on me? Bro, they're going to talk more shit on you. Stop reacting. There's no answer. There's zero answer. And that's something that (laughs) took me so long to grasp. My therapist told me, yo, there's no answer. The answer that they're going to give is not the answer you want. And it's not like you're avoiding the answer. Like, you know the answer. So no one react. Take this seriously. Stop reacting. The minute you react is the minute you lose. The minute you react is the minute you're in a position where you're not having the upper hand. Like, and this is where I sound toxic, but it's the truth. In a relationship, Whoever has the upper hand is a person who cares less. And how can you care less? You don't react with your emotions. Because even if you feel those emotions, you want to be rational, right? You want to deal with things in a rational way. We're growing up as adults. We're not going to be treated like we're not, we're, we're not children. We're not going to react to everything that happens to us in life or we're fucked, you know? So stop reacting If you want to get your mans back and you're reacting to every single thing that they're doing, dude, you're fucked. Okay? I'm just going to be straight up. Like, you're fucked. You're not getting him back. And why do you even want him back? Ask yourself this. Why do you want your man back? There's no need for your man to come back. That's over. That's over. It's done. Over. Dead. Zero. Like, don't even know who that is anymore. You learn from the experience, great. Take what you learn and go find a fucking better man. You know that fucking saying? When a fucking paper crumbles. If you if you take a piece of paper and you crumble it up, that's what fucking Cody tells me. You open it back up, the piece of paper is still crumbled. What the hell are you going to do? Iron it? <laughs> Sorry, it's going to catch on fire. Like, I don't know what to say. There's no... Going back to something when you're both in the same exact spot is disgusting, quite frankly. It's like in the definition of insanity. You're doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result, but you get the same fucking result. Unless you're both in a place where your mindset has changed and you as people have changed and the problems that you've had, you have worked on like really worked on, and it doesn't take a day, guys, then that's a point where it it makes kind of sense that you're getting back together. But like, let's be real. Like, we don't, is there a need? Like, you already tasted an apple, right? You tasted it. Let's just, let's find a new apple when we're ready. Okay, let's go on to starting over. What do you do when you start over? I just, I really want to express how important the initial 45 day of your breakup is. Trust me, I've learned this the hard way. I've learned this the easy way. I have not talked to some of my boyfriends like at all after my breakups. 
for months. I've I've continued to talk to my boyfriends like significantly long after our breakup because I'm fucking nuts, right? Like I literally did what I said not to do. So I'm telling well, telling myself and telling you guys now, learn from my experience. Don't do it. Do not do it. Okay? So now, how do you know when you're ready? Okay. So this is just my own personal Bible and experience on when I know I'm fucking ready. Number one, I never let anyone insert themselves inside of me until I'm ready. And I know it's not going to make me miss my ex and our sex more. Because here, I'm going to get a little off topic now. There's a difference between being able to fuck and being able to have sex. Okay? Anyone can fuck. Having sex means both people being able to have a pleasurable experience. I'm not even going over like, oh, how do you make love? Like, no thanks. That's not what this is about. It's having sex. Okay? Having both people be able to have a very pleasurable experience. And that's where people get wrong. There is a difference between being able to fuck and being able to have sex. Okay. Having sex. I will never, ever, ever have sex with someone until I'm ready. Because number one, it may, it's going to either make me miss my ex more because our sex is so much better because we're actually having that emotional connection while having sex. Or number two, it's just like, why? Why are you trying to fill this void that you're missing through this physical interaction that you're going to have with some rando, gross-ass, STD-filled, whatever? You know what I mean? No need. You have to wait till you're ready. Having sex is a fucking privilege. Letting someone insert themselves inside of you, that's a fucking privilege. Okay? Ladies, know this. Know that letting someone have sex with you, that's their fucking honor. Okay? So don't just let anyone do that. Have your pickings. Okay? Just... Please, everybody, everybody, listen up. Don't let anyone just insert themselves inside of you. Wait till you're ready because then you're going to have the best sex of your life. It's going to be a pleasurable experience. It's not because of any other ulterior motive reasoning like, I just want to get over my ex. It's just, that's not about you anymore. And sex is about pleasuring yourself. Okay, off topic. But number two. I assess my emotions every day when I wake up after a breakup. I'm like, okay, how are we feeling today? I really ask myself this every morning. I'm like, okay, Carrie, how are we feeling today? Am I feeling sad? What am I thinking about? What's my prerogative today? Am I thinking about, oh, hello, my ex? Or, um, oh, hello, this and that, that regards to my ex? If I still think about that when I wake up, you know you're not fucking ready, yo. Like, no, no. This You're doing something because of someone else still. You're not going to be doing this, right, for yourself if you're always constantly prerogative, like, in your head thinking, oh, I'm doing this for somebody else. 
So I assess my emotions every day when I wake up and I assess everything I do. Hey, am I doing this because I love it and I want to do it? Or am I doing this as a reaction to what they're doing? Again, going back to the reaction. Love how everything comes full circle, right? Okay, number three. When I accept it, it's over. It's when I hear that they're doing well or whatever that they're doing. Instead of me being mad or jealous or any type of negative, insecure emotion that I'm not doing it with them, et cetera, et cetera. No, it's when I'm like, oh my God, I'm so happy for them. Good for you. No matter if I'm hurt, no matter what happened, I'm fucking happy for you. That's what I know. I'm ready. And I don't think I have realized I got to that point until probably around like three and a half weeks ago. And I slowly understood it in the last two weeks that, oh my God, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to fucking roll. So let's get into the nitty gritty now. When you start over, right? I don't go on dating apps personally. I just, like my friend always says, the dating app is like the clearance rack of a clothing store. Shout out to you, Ben Delgado. But like at the end of the day, dating apps, what are you trying to achieve on that? Like, you know, what are you, what are you getting out of this? It's like, number one, it's filled with people who just got out of a relationship and is desperate for some dick, vagina, or like, I don't know, attention. Number two, you probably don't have that much game in real life. Number three, 99% of it, of this, these relationships on these apps are superficial, insignificant, and not going to work out. Maybe one in a million. I hear stories sometimes. Oh, they met on Tinder and they're married. Great. You're not the exception today. Number four, it's called a hookup app. Like, what are we doing here? Are we trying to better ourselves or and like find a genuine connection? Or are we just trying to fuck STD-filled people? Like, I just don't understand the concept of that. It's just, it's turned into a whole thing of a hookup, like app. Well, well, just go to the bar. Like, at least you see them in real life. You don't have to go through, oh my God, you're a catfish. Like, you know what I mean? Go put yourself in a social setting that you're going to meet people. I I did that. But. You meet people, you meet friends of friends, et cetera, et cetera. Like when you start over, how do you know what to do? I'm rusty. I swear to God, I am so rusty. I talk a big game because I'm like, you know, in these situations, I know exactly what I'm going to do, but I get so rusty. I'm like, oh my God, what am I doing? There's different stages of being ready, right? So like, There's number one, the stage of being able to hook up with someone again, to have sex with someone, to form a fling, a thing or whatever. Because most people, when they get out of a relationship, they they really, really, really just don't want to get into another one. But you know, everything happens for a reason. You have to play the game. Okay, but I'm just going to talk about the psychology behind starting over again. So for women, I personally tend to go for the complete opposite because 
Jesus fucking Christ. We talk about insanity, right? Why the fuck would I do that again? So I usually go for the exact opposite. But now I'm going for like the middle, the opposite, but also the middle. Once I wrote out my non-negotiables and negotiables, I kind of knew exactly where I was headed. The slow game. (laughs) I love that game because I can wait for fucking ever. I'm personally so slow. I love the slow game. I'm really just now realizing my non-negotiables. Like, I want a guy whose Instagram is literally barely used. Like, you're just using it, normal amount, not crazy amount of followers, has too much going on in their lives to, like, be posting milio photos. Because it's, like, red flag for me, for sure. And number two, like, I need them to not be, I don't know. I just, I'm going for the shyer situations these days and insanely freaky in bed. Like, this sounds so terrible, but you know those guys who are so shy, but they are so fucking fantastic in bed? Oh my God, hello. I'm right here for you. Obviously, they have to be attractive. The way guys can play being attractive is so easy. For women, men listening to this fucking podcast, please listen up. At least for me, in the initial, the game, the actual game for men to play is... Not to chase the woman. Sometimes, yes, chase the fucking woman. You have to. You have to know when to do it. Because you can't be cold for too long. But let them want you. Let them chase you. Because that's the buildup, right? That's the tension. That's going to make the sex so much better. And no one can say, hey, I like you. I love you. I this. I'm into you. Until that kind of situation or you had that physical connection. I just think in the beginning for women to go completely opposite of what they have, my friend says it means you're trying to move on. Finding someone just like your ex is just, you're going to be reminded of them. It's, it's, it's hard. But everyone's different, obviously. Everyone's different in different ways. But I think the best advice is to go to a medium. Go go write out your negotiables and your non-negotiables, right? Once you, once you got that figured out, you know exactly the target market you're at. That's exactly who you're attracted to. That's exactly what you want. Remember, guys. Remember to always realize what and who your target market is. And when you realize that, the game is different for each one. You go into a friend group, guys, in the beginning, like you're starting over, you're in a friend group, you're eyeing a guy, you see this guy, this is the one I want. 
guys, before I like get into the starting over, make sure when you're, you're not limiting your options by hooking up with someone too fast, you know, in a friend group, you have to take time and seek out the exact person that you want to pursue something with. To pursue in the, to proceed to the bedroom, to pursue a fling, to pursue whatever, you know, whatever your little heart desires. But make sure, be careful. Don't look at, don't look at just the little pun, like look at the whole friend group. Don't just pick one out and hook up with them and then a hotter one comes along that fits you better. Dude, you already hooked up with your, their friend. Like, you're fucked. I am very very picky and strategic with this because I know how messy that gets. You have to only hook up with that one person in the friend group. Hooking up with so many in the same friend group and like so many in the same, I don't know, the same people that know each other is just gross. Number one, you get a reputation that you're kind of just out there and will do whatever with whoever Number two, it creates so much unnecessary drama when you can literally just wait. Like I said, the slow game, please play that game. Assess the situation. Make sure before you jump into it. Don't just go with the first good thing you see. Like, you know what I mean? This is for life. Life lessons, guys. Life lessons in this podcast is fucking well. So like the friend group, make sure you know. Once you know, you proceed in there. You know, you do a little flirting. You're nice to their friends. You actually want to enjoy the company of their friends, first of all, because if you ever want to become more than just like hooking up with them, you have to make sure that you like hanging out with their friends too. And they're around the people that you know, influ- I, I don't know, that you know you like as well because how are you going to spend time together if you don't like their friends that's already a first no-go so remember that ladies and gents okay so now how do you flirt like i said before i'm rusty and it depends on your target market girls ladies technically usually allegedly don't like to make the first move But sometimes you have to because sometimes people won't approach you, you know, like if you want what you want, you can go after it, but go after it in a subtle way. In the beginning, you really just don't want to play all your cards out. That's that's always what I say. And of course, that's my issue. But That's a whole nother thing in a relationship. We're talking about when you just meet this person. You literally, you need to be an onion, bro. It has to be such a slow peel of a layer that it keeps it so interesting and mysterious. Because Jesus Christ, we're all about excitement in life, right? We're all trying to like be excited for something new. And that's the most exciting time of life. I haven't been single in so long. I don't know if this podcast can tell my excitement. But like 
this is the most fun stage. Enjoy it. Embrace it. When you're ready after a breakup, please embrace this. This is awesome. This is one of the most exciting times of your life. So again, sorry, flirting. I like physical touch sometimes. And I think I've learned that from like as I grew up and as relationships go on. Like the way you look at someone and the way you touch ladies, that is key, okay? The key flirting. You don't even need to say too much because words mean shit. But like the key to touching, the subtle touches, not a lot, but like, Sometimes the subtle touches, the eyeing, and I can say so much. If you can look at someone with this, like, people say it's eye fucking, but you just <laughs> practice in the mirror, ladies. Like, you know, when a lady, when a girl thinks you're so cute and is attracted to you, you can look at a guy in a certain way for them to know. Practice in the mirror, ladies. I'm telling you, it works. So does subtle touches. Just be like, hey, like what's going on? Be cool. Be chill. Be normal. I know this sounds awful, but like in the beginning, like you don't want to like dish out all your weird. I think be yourself. I'm always a preacher of just being exactly yourself because, you know, you attract the people that want to be your friend. You attract the people who want to be with you. But, like, don't, like, in the beginning, be like, ha, yeah, I do anal. Like, no one cares. <laughs> don't say that stuff. Like, you don't need to say so much of what like your personal life is oh my god i'm just dying anyways like flirting right <laughs> oh my god just give me one sec okay i'm back flirting right when you're chasing a person remember you're on the offense have you guys ever heard of a whenever you're on offense People are people are trying to block the ball out. So we're going to have to chill on it. We don't want to be on the offense. We want to be on the middle ground, which means you're chasing, but you're also blocking. So what I call the chase block is called the push in the pull. But what I'm saying now is not like you're playing games. This is this is a this is adulthood. This is adult life. But you don't want to be that interested. You have to keep your own passion, your own whatever you're doing. But do a little flirt. Do a little touch. Don't be too available. Be here at some point. Be there at some point. Talk to their friends. Don't try to make them jealous. Holy shit, because you already scanned the friend group. Like, it's over. Like, you know who you want, okay? Like, you don't need to go flirt with their friends. But definitely maintain a good relationship with their friends. Because, God forbid, you actually start being something with this guy. And, like, you fucking, your, your, their friends hate you. Like, it's over again. So, so, let's just continue. Continue on with the flirt. First, six, assess. Okay, what do you want out of this? I don't know why I'm continuing, why I'm laughing in this podcast so much. But first, assess. Number one, 
what do you want out of this? Do you want to hook up with him? Do you want to, you know, flirt a little bit? Do you want, I don't know, a relationship? Know what you want. Again, the target market and also this, know what you want out of it. Your prerogative to the situation. Okay? Use your brain, guys. We have to piece all the pieces together. We're all a puzzle, okay? We're just trying to figure this out. Trying to figure it out for all of you. Once we know what we want, then we approach the situation. When you want to fling, you do not want to fuck the first time you meet this person. You do not want to do that. Because, like, where's the fun out of that? Where's the mystery? It's for you too, girls. For you too, guys. Like, it takes the fun out of it. The built-up tension makes sex so much better. You can't tell me I'm wrong. You just can't do it. Okay. Once, once that's going on, you're flirting, you're doing a push in the pool, you're doing, you're having this anticipation. Once it happens, don't be the clinger. Okay, guys? Be careful. Don't be the clinger. You never want to double text. Once you double text, unless it's, I don't know, something important and you're already in a situation. Why are you double texting? If the other person wants to respond, even if to a dry text, they're going to come up with something to respond. You can tell a person's attention towards you and how interested they are towards you with the amount of effort that's being put in. And girls, ladies, gents, whatever you are, please remember the bullshit excuse of I don't have time is not an excuse, okay? Everyone has time. If they're interested in you, they will be interested in you. They will text you back. If they're not, then they're not. You don't, all, you don't want to be on the offense all the time. But you need to know that by playing a game, you also need to keep who you are. You can do a push and a pull, but never change who you are. Because that just gets into, that just, that's bad. Don't do that. Be who you are. Know your target market. Know what you're doing. If you want, you know, now I'm talking about if you want to fling. But there's also so much more. If you just want to hook up, then it's straightforward. For ladies... I mean, men usually, no matter what, will say probably yes, okay? But if you want to have sex with someone, then the pool of the picking gets smaller. The pond of fish gets littler. (laughs) But if you want a relationship with someone, okay, first of all, this gets into a whole nother thing. Like, number one, do they want a relationship right now? What's their prerogative? Test it out. Do the flirting. Don't get too attached too fast, okay? Please, please, please. Remember, if you're the stage five clinger, you're going to have to stop because no one's going to want to get involved with a stage five fucking clinger. That sounds god-awful to me as well. Like, you know what I mean? Like, ugh, like that is awful. Be independent. Have your own life. Please, but also do a little flirt. Do a little this and that. Make it exciting. You don't need to go on out on a date all the time. Go do something fun. Find out your similar interests and go enjoy that. 
you know? It's pretty straightforward going into a relationship. Girls, just remember, you the person who cares less in a relationship is always the one with the upper fucking hand. So to conclude my journey about starting fucking over. I honestly am in the most beginning stage of it and I will update you guys as it goes. It's been one of the most exciting ones ever and honestly just stay fucking tuned because this is fucking fantastic. I hope you guys enjoyed this fucking episode and enjoyed this fire info. What I call Ben Delgado Fuego. <laughs> All right. See you later, guys.